بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فعما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وانتم مسلمون فقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم عمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يوتئ الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وسلم إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فقال تعالى في مقام آخر كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس تأمرون بالمعروف وتنحون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله وقال قل هذه سبيلي عدو إلى الله على بصيرة أنا ومن اتبعني My dear brothers and sisters elders If there is a treasure that this Ummah has that we have collectively as the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam or we have individually as Muslims it is the work of Da'watul Islam there is no treasure which is beyond the work of Da'watul Islam, of inviting people to Islam. What is the meaning of inviting people to Islam? It means inviting people to Jannah. If somebody feeds a hungry person one day, we say he did a good thing and that is true. If somebody gives someone $10, we say he did a good thing and that is true. But what about somebody who is working and is working to free somebody else from hellfire and enter them into Jahannam? Not for one day, not for one time, but forever. I'm not saying so that we become proud. I'm just saying that so we see the value of the work of Dawa in this, especially in this time. And not especially in this time because this time is any better or worse than other times but because this is the time when we are here and we can do something. There is no point in talking about the past because the past is gone. There is no point in talking about the future because we may never see it. The only time we have is now. The tragedy however is and something came up just just this morning before me is instead of within quotes Sending people to Jannah, we send people to Jahannam. We see something which somebody said, which on the face of it is kufr. There is no doubt about this. The person said something which goes against an ayat of the Quran or is kufr in some other way. And where did we see it? Did that person say to me personally? No. We saw this on social media. Or we saw this on television. And then what do we do? What should we do? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in Surah Al-Hujurat? 
when you get a news something negative about somebody allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says go and verify do not believe until you verify what did nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam say about how many excuses i should give to my brother a sahabi came to him he said ya rasulullah i've got this man who works for me he is also a muslim and he is a, you know he does all kind of things he makes mistakes he does disobeys and what not how many times should i forgive him rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to him 70 times every day not 70 times in his lifetime 70 times every day what do we know in islam about covering people's faults as compared to exposing them we know all of this right i don't need to quote quran hadith for this for you but what do we do somebody says something you watch it on social media and the first thing you do is you make a video about this and you pronounce takfir openly you are now a kafir mr so and so you have exited islam subhanallah so now you have become allah you have become the rasul of allah because you are now sending people to jahannam and jannah so now you you are now the gatekeeper of jahannam and you know amazing have you ever seen somebody make a video naming somebody saying this man is from jannah have you heard have you seen this video if somebody sees a video like that please send it to me i'd love to see it it is also wrong that also is wrong because we know the hadith of rabi sallallahu there was a man one of the ansar one of the muhajirun who was dying and he was in the house of his ansari brother and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went to see him and the wife of the ansari brother obviously they knew and he was a beautiful man a wonderful man good guest good brother so she said ya rasulullah surely he is from the people of jannah rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's face became red he said you are getting wahi he said you are you getting wahi how do you say surely he is from making dua may allah make him from people of jannah alhamdulillah we make this dua for him, for all our brothers and sisters but surely he is is a statement so even to say that somebody is definitely from jannah is wrong but please find me one video anywhere one statement anywhere by all our so called shuyukh who make this statement i say so called so called because if you make if you make that statement you have done your shekhud you know find me one but i'll find you a million of them muslim so called shuyukh pronouncing takfir this is a kafir he is a murtad he is out of islam you are you inna lillahi wa inna is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made you the the, the daroga and the gatekeeper of jahannam and is your job in this world to send people to jahannam we must fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we know the hadith of nabi sallallahu a man went to a, to an alim and he said to him i have committed so many sins and i did this and this and this will you will allah forgive me that man said surely allah will never forgive you allah cannot forgive you rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said this man has legislated in my place 
he has said he has he is compelling me he is trying to compel me he is saying allah can do this allah cannot do this therefore i forgive the man who committed the sins and i put this man who who legislated on my behalf into jahannam eh my brother and sister i remind myself and you one line one sentence brought us into islam what is that sentence ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah just like that one sentence can take us out of islam please fear allah it is not your job to send people to jahannam it is not your job to legislate on somebody and say you did this you no that's not your job if you are really so genuinely interested go meet that person speak to that person with love and affection tell me brothers please you are saying this thing this is kofar this is bad do you even know what you are saying and to close this loop let me tell you the according to me the biggest and best dalil of somebody who proclaimed that i have left islam no doubt about that and he did not proclaim this on social media he did that one on one face to face who was that ammar bin yasir radhiyallahu anhuma he told abu jahl i have left islam i have nothing to do with muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam he saw what abu jahl did to his parents this is one of the greatest of the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he proclaimed he said i have nothing to do with islam then he went to his sallam he went to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said ya rasulullah i have done this because i was afraid he was going to kill me he was going to torture me he had already god knows what he did he killed my parents in front of my eyes i did this what did nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam say to him he asked him one question he said ya amar when you said that what was in your heart he said ya rasulullah my heart was with allah and his rasul i said this because i was afraid i know i should not be afraid i know i should do what my mother did what my father did but i didn't i was i am me i mean they are them right so i said what i said but my heart was pure and clear rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said la bas go nothing you are okay please note he did not even say make istighfar he did not say make istighfar minimum he should have said no make istighfar ask allah no he said he didn't even say that he said la bas you you are okay go then who are you or i to sit in judgment and pronounce takfir on another brother fear allah fear the hadith of muhammad sallam he said in the hadith in in, in musnad ibn muhammad he said if a muslim calls another muslim kafir one of them is surely a kafir if one muslim calls another muslim a kafir a murtad an apostate left islam one of them has surely left islam one of them is surely an apostate one of them one of them is surely a kafir somebody pronounced takfir on imam ahmad himself radhiyallahu anhu imam ahmad quoted the same hadith in his musnad and he said notice what he saying he said and i know that i am not a kafir please note he did not say Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said if one muslim pronounces takfir on another one of them is surely a kafir this man pronounced takfir on me i am not a kafir therefore he is a kafir he did not say this he did not say anything about the man all he said is i know i am not a kafir 
Brothers and sisters, please. If somebody thinks that their Iman is so great and fantastic that they can play games with it, welcome. We need the mercy of Allah. We need the forgiveness of Allah. And we know that we are not going to get it if we are not merciful and and forgiving on the people with us. I want to quote one of our greatest of our modern scholars, Hazrat Malana Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi Rahmatullahi, in his address to Muslims living especially in the UK and US. And I have paraphrased some of his beautiful advice in my own words. And the advice is really beyond price, and I hope I do it justice. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a gold mine. Actually, it is more than that. It's a diamond mine. The mind of restless souls, agitated minds, and hearts seeking peace and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that the great scholars and the salihin of the people of old dreamt of and begged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite wisdom gave it to you. So don't squander it. Don't waste it. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you the new world, which is what the Americas are called, to give you the new world in a way that you will truly discover the new world. Here you are living in a new land under a new sky. Do not import your sectarian disputes, your petty hatreds and your conflicts from back home into this land. Let me repeat this one. He said, Allah has given you, you are now living in a new land under a new sky. Don't import your sectarian disputes and your petty hatreds and conflicts into this land. Create a new reality for yourselves based on the wisdom of Rasulullah with which he formed the Ummah. And he made strangers, brothers to one another, in a way that we can only marvel at today. In this world, make your lives, your dealings, your, your relationships, your organizations, your masajid, your madaris, your schools, your society, everything you say or do, a means of da'wah. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you that people listen with their eyes. They don't care what you say until they see what you do. In the world, words of Ralph Waldo Emerson, he said, your actions speak so loudly that I cannot hear what you are saying. Your actions speak so loudly that I cannot hear what you are saying. As they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. I say an action is worth a million. Actions create experience. Experience creates memories. Memories change attitudes. Attitudes results in actions. That is the cycle. Whether we want that to be a virtuous cycle or a vicious cycle is our call. He said, he said, remember Spain. He said, remember Spain. Their massages were a thousand times more beautiful than yours. Their madaris produced the likes of Ibn Hazm, Imam Shatibi, Ibn Rushd, Al-Zahrawi, how many more do you want me to name? But remember that when sectarian differences and religious violence started, the masajid became desolate 
and the madaris were abandoned and islam and muslims were all but wiped out their glory their learning their highly sophisticated society their libraries and scholars couldn't save them the reason was an exclusionist insular lifestyle where others did not benefit from them and did not understand what they had by all means distance yourself from the beliefs of the non muslims but not from the people distance yourself from the beliefs of the non muslims but not from the people learn their language so that you can communicate with them fluently it's a it's an amazing thing for me that we have people in our congregation here in this masjid who have lived here for 30 years 35 years 40 years who cannot speak one single sentence of english grammatically correct not one sentence why why how will you ever give dawa if you cannot even speak the language of the people or that's not your priority at all i am arab so i speak only to arabs and not forget me i will not only to arabs i am lebanese so i will speak only to lebanese iraqis what do i care syrian <laughs> and so also with everybody else so also the somalis so also the, the, the well i am the only indian the, and dr ali huh? the pakistanis the reason for the wiping out of the muslims in spain was an exclusionist insular lifestyle where others didn't fit in they didn't benefit from them they didn't understand what they had and so he said by all means distance yourself from the beliefs of the non muslims we are not going to change our belief but not from the people learn their language so that you can communicate with them fluently words do not just enter the ears they go directly to the heart the best example of that is the quran it came as a spoken word which changed the lives of people rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to recite quran when people asked him about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is a special power in the word of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but there is power in all words to give you an example just see what happens to you somebody curses you huh what happens to you you know that what he is saying is wrong you know it is false but his words have a measurable physiological effect on you if somebody attached scanners to you your blood pressure would would shoot up your body temperature would go up your brain activity would change just because somebody called you something you know it is wrong communication is critical to building relationships hadma rahmatullah he said if you continue to live insular lives engaged in your sala and saum living behind the closed doors of your masajid and homes not meeting and building relationship with your neighbors then remember what happened in spain can happen here or anywhere else I ask allah subhanahu wa taala for his protection even more importantly and i am saying that we live in a country where they have opened all doors for us there is no door that is shut for a muslim or for an immigrant in this country doors to study to work to healthcare to politics to governments even in the white house The only requirement is is the willingness to do what it takes.
work hard and so on. Now imagine a time. Imagine a time that will come to all of us without a doubt when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these people are there and they are about to be thrown into the hellfire because they are not Muslim. Hmm? And they say, Ya Rab, we are your slaves. In Yarab, you want to give them adab, they are your slaves. And they will stand, Yarab, they will say, Yarab, we are your slaves. You want to throw us in the hellfire. That's your decision. But we have a question. Have a question. You want to throw us into Jahannam because we didn't worship you. But what is your decision about those who lived among us, who benefited from us, who took everything from us, but they did not tell us who you were. They did not introduce you to us. They shut the doors of their masajid. They kept the doors of their home shut. They looked down on us. They discriminated against us. They bad-talked us. What is your decision about them? أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما أمر ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك عميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala honored and distinguished this Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam not on the basis of their worship, but on the basis of their service to society. The foundation of which is amal bil maruf wa nahi anil munkar, enjoying good and forbidding evil. That is the reason he sent the Anbiya and that is the honor that the Ummah of the last and final Nabi and Rasul Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam was given as a mark of their being chosen to do the work of the Anbiya. With honor comes responsibility and with that comes accountability. There are many ayats which speak of enjoying enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil. And that is because of the importance of the issue and the great need that exists for it. It is time for us to take stock of what we are doing to ourselves and our children. We have a maktab here to make and build a foundation for your children. Please take advantage of that. Enroll your children. 
support that maktab. We have said very clearly that no child will be turned away because they cannot pay the fees. And that's a guarantee I stand for personally. But that's an opportunity for those of you, even if you don't have children studying in the maktab, to support the maktab financially. Help those of your brothers and sisters who cannot afford, cannot afford to pay, pay the fees and they have children. This is an opportunity. It's not an imposition on anybody. You need not spend your money. You do not have to, den- to, uh, to donate it to the masjid or the maktab or to any good work. You still can't take it with you into your grave. The only way that money will benefit you is if you spend it in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, Abu Sayyid al-Khudri radiallahu anhu, we know the hadith in Sahih Muslim. He said that Rasulullah said, whoever among you sees an evil action, let him change it with his hand by taking action. If he cannot, then with his tongue by speaking out. And if he cannot even do that, then with his heart by at least hating it. And that is the weakest of faith. I'm seeing something here happening just now. Let me put a finger on that right away. I see my brothers coming and sitting with their buddies, with their pals, saying salam to them and they are talking. During the Jumu'ah, the khutbah, when it is going on, this is haram. It invalidates your salah. It invalidates your khutbah. You are told if somebody says salam alaikum, not even to reply to the salam. Please don't do this. Learn the, the basic fundamentals of deen. Imagine. You are coming for Juma and you do not even know this basic fundamental of Deen. Who is responsible for this? I am saying to the parents, wake up. I have seen myself situations in this masjid itself. Where somebody died and the son does not know how to do Salatul Janaza for his own father. How shameful is that? You spend all your life, you spend money, you do everything to raise your children, send them to the best schools, all hobbies, this, that, everything. And you don't spend 10 minutes to teach them how to do Salatul Janaza. And more than likely, it's because even you don't know how to do it. I've said many times before, from the member of the Rasul, and I'm saying it again, come here and I will teach you 10 minutes. Your parents raise you and you cannot even do a 10-minute service to them by doing their Salatul Janaza when they die. How shameful is that? It's not, why is not going to come on you to teach you that. You have to learn 10 minutes. My brothers and sisters, let us wake up. Changing with the hand is incumbent on the one who has authority. And that's why I did that. Right now I have authority. I have to say what I have to say. Abdullah bin Umar reported that Rasulullah said, Every one of you is a shepherd. All of you are shepherds. And he is responsible for his flock. The leader of a people is a guardian. And is responsible for the people under him. A man is the guardian of his family. And he is responsible for them. A woman is the guardian of her husband's home and his children and she is responsible for them. The servant of a man is a guardian of the property of his master and he is responsible for that. 
no doubt every one of you is a shepherd and is responsible for this flock for his flock and this is muttafaqun alayhi agreed upon hadith sahih hadith in bukhari and muslim my brothers and sisters i want to end by saying the final thing which is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us the sequence of da'wah bil hikmati wal mu'izatil hasana allah said invite people towards allah with wisdom and then with good preaching wisdom before preaching building relationships before talking about islam not accosting somebody on the street and having an argument about him and saying what are you whatever you believe is false and what we believe is right no this is not islam it is not islam this is what we have made into islam and that is one of the problems it's very important that no matter how learned and righteous a person thinks he is they need guidance they need islah they need correction from time to time it's essential for those who are serious about developing themselves to fulfill the responsibility that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us and seek guidance sadly arrogance seems to be the widespread epidemic especially among those who become religious they look down on others they lose their smiles they become pompous they become super critical and they become unspeakable and unbearable and they think that by doing this they are going to win the hearts of others the basic fundamental principle in sales is you can only sell to a friend so go make friends first before you talk about sales the extreme among these so called people who are the victims and the uh, patients of what i call goditis is they acquire takfir guns and like the wild west they shoot from the hip all this is a sign that shaitan has sabotaged them from the start arrogance is a terminal illness which afflicts kings and those who become righteous the disease of the umara and the ulama not ulama al haq these kind of ulama allah sent us to join hearts not to break hearts he sent us to make friends not to make enemies he sent us to spread goodness all around and to have akhlaq that win the hearts of people I ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to be pleased with us and never to be displeased. I ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us in ways to always be in his favor and in his grace. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to live our lives on the blessed sunnah of Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our worship as salam and salat and qiyam and siyam and to give us the full benefits of Ramadan al-Karim. Rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyi'atina wa tawaffana ma'al ghurar. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكنن من الخاسرين لا اله الا انت سبحانك اني كنت من الظالمين انا كنا من الظالمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين امين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدوا يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تسنون في وسلم